and um, next on Brothers Ballin Ja Morant Super Teams and that's it Brothers Ballin coming at you Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to another episode of Brothers Ballin. We are brothers. We are ballin this time on a Saturday night. And you already know what it is. We are brothers. We're just having a conversation. We are ballin once again on a Saturday night. John, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? Going to be an interesting show tonight. Hope you enjoy it. And I am Rob, and we'll already, you know, just have a conversation um, about a, a super team topic when across, you know, the news feed comes news of John Morant. Now, of course, you guys who listen to the show know who John Morant is, star player for the Memphis Grizzlies, all-star, and it seems like John Morant has some issues, uh, you know. Some people can say he has issues keeping it real. He wants to be, you know, wants to kind of portray a certain kind of lifestyle, certain kind of persona. And the most recent incident uh, with Ja stems from uh, what happened on Saturday, early Saturday morning after the Memphis Grizzlies were beaten by the Denver Nuggets, 113 to 97. Uh, ja Morant was found in the club waving a firearm, a pistol. On his IG live. This is not somebody else's IG. This was John Morant's IG live. And he was in the club shirtless. Flashing a pistol. And this allegedly happened at 5 in the morning. After your team just lost. And you know they do have a game. uh, Tomorrow night in LA. So you know. You presume after a game. Probably be sleep. uh, You know getting yourself some ample rest. For the. Uh, next game, but Joe didn't seem to want to do that. It was in a club, shirtless, waving a firearm. Uh, also, there was a report earlier this week that over the summer, John Morant assaulted a 17-year-old who was playing basketball uh, at his home. And, one, and also, it's alleged, alleged during that uh, incident that John Morant also flashed a firearm uh, during that altercation. So you have a, a young <clears throat> superstar. You, you can say superstar. I'd like to say star uh, player who seems to have an issue with pulling guns out, uh, exhibiting uh, violent behavior. Uh, and I can see this being very problematic, uh, especially in the light of situations with Brandon Miller of Alabama, also Jalen Carter of Georgia with the speeding, uh, you know, scenario that uh, tragically resulted in the death of two uh, individuals. Uh, So I want to ask you, John, do you think Memphis has a John Morant character problem? What are your thoughts on whether or not 
The Memphis Grizzlies, currently second in the Western Conference, have a John Morant character problem. Also to note, John Morant is out for at least the next two games. Um, he did, did make that announcement today. He's out for the next two games. Talk a little bit about what you think about Ja in this current situation. Uh, you, you know, I mean, Ja thinks, you know, it's thug life, you know, thug life every day. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't understand why, as talented as you are, with the millions of dollars you have, you would jeopardize that to be doing this foolish behavior. Now, people will say, oh, what's wrong with having a gun? There's nothing wrong with having a gun. What's wrong is flashing a gun in a club where there's a lot of people in there. What, what would have happened if the gun went off mm-hmm. accidentally and, 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 and hit someone? Yep. And so the Memphis Grizzlies are going to have to. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, that, that I want, Ja. And Ja, I hope you listen to this episode because I want you to understand something. I don't want you to mess up your money. As quickly as you got that Nike deal is as quickly as you'll lose it. Ask Kyrie Irving, okay? Um, and so the thing is, you have a lot of people who depend on you. And you just got to leave that street stuff alone. You know, that your friends, you know, your friends, your friends that you grew up with, you got to leave that mentality alone. You are the prize. You are the money magnet. Okay. It's best to take care of your people from afar, but don't put yourself and don't try to act hard because the NBA does not want no thug life. Um, The NBA doesn't want no thug life representing its league. If you want to be a thug life, do that quietly off camera. All right. But don't in, in, in the public eye. And you got to understand He's an athlete with gifted skills. But you also have to understand the NBA is the entertainment business. Your job is to entertain the people who pay their money to watch the game. Yes, it's a sport. Yes, it's competition, but it's also entertainment. And you have to understand when it comes to the entertainment side of the NBA, the entertainment is not going to be portraying thug life as the message to bring fans to the game. That's not what it's going to do. And the organization was smart to jump in because if this lingered, the league would jump in and then the league would probably throw down a heftier fine. I think Memphis, the organization figured, let's get ahead of this right now before the league gets involved. And usually, and we all know how the league works. Usually when a team addresses something, the league will sort of lay off and let it go. But someone needs to talk to him in the organization and say, look, man, and they need to have a strong conversation as quickly as you got in this league will be as quickly as you leave. Mm -hmm. So make your choice, make your choice. If you want to do thug life, let us know right now. If thug life is what you want to do, let the league know right now. We can, we can, we can cut bait with you at, at this point. And move on, right? And the thing is, I know he he wouldn't want to let you know all those millions go because he has a contract. You gotta understand, there's stipulations in your contract where companies may want to exercise those stipulations. Don't give them a reason to exercise those stipulations. So I hope, young man, that you listen, you take the time 
away these two games, I think it's going to be more. I believe I'm expecting a total of five games at the end. That's what I'm expecting. It's starting off with two. I think it may be a little bit more. Why five Um, games? Why five games? Because I I got a feeling the league is going to jump in. What and what is the, um, you know, the league, right. Right. Because remember, the league said that they're investigating. And usually when the league is investigated, they're going to investigate the premise of where he was. Well, let's well, let's be honest. He didn't. They they I guess it was an investigation over the assault that happened over the summer. He he, he did not get suspended for that. Right. So what he makes did you not, think he gets suspended? Is, you know, it's it's not well, a crime remember to, the, to flash a gun. It is stupid right, and poor. Right. I uh, guess poor judgment. Okay, and dangerous. Uh, you know, a dangerous uh, neglect of, of judgment in in my estimation. Well, in the club setting, yeah. Usually in the club setting, you're not allowed to. You're not even allowed to to, to come in with the gun. So the yeah. main fact that he was allowed to come into the gun because he's John Morant. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a lot of pieces to this that play. I just hope the young man learns his lesson and just plays basketball and does what he needs to do. He, if you want to do thug life during the off season, do your thug life during the off season, but do it off camera. Don't do it on camera. Don't do it in the public eye. Just play ball. Play ball. Have fun. You know, bring you, you know, work hard to bring Memphis a championship. Um, but stay off this thug life. I'm hard and all this stuff. Please. We don't need to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. And that's I all think, I gotta say about it. Yeah, I think John Morant. Like uh I think, you know, we talk about this player empowerment movement, like um, you know, players are their own brand or their own CEOs of their own brand. Uh, and they use it to, you know, flex their muscle, get trades that they need, if they need to request trade, kind of control the movements of a franchise. I think you can also be a CEO and control kind of your off-court activities. You got to be smart. And like, there's too many situations now where you got players doing things that you would think that if you had somebody in your corner who was looking out for your well-being, they would advise you against some of the behavior. Okay. Advise you against some of the behavior that you, you're doing. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense to me that a guy with so much, in terms of you know John Morant with so much talent, and listen, you can lose that. You can lose those millions at any time. Okay, there's right. no guarantee. And I add, right, and I want to ask something. Like his dad needs to have a conversation, and like his dad to me looks more looks more so like his friend. Instead of his dad, right? This is a time when dad needs to step in and be like, son, you're messing up the money. I'm not going to tolerate you messing up the money. Right? We know you grew up in a rough neighborhood. We know you grew up in a, you know, in a dangerous area. But again, you had your mom and you had your dad in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Many of those kids who you grew up with didn't have their dad in their life because their dad was locked up for gangbanging, right? Oh, boy. You had your dad... You had your dad. <laughs> hey, I would say what it is. Okay. You know, he wants to be, he wants to be that street life. All your, you know, most probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of your boys grew up without their fathers because their father was locked up. But oh you had gosh. your dad, right? You had your dad. Yeah, stereotyping, but, but listen, 
that's probably that's probably why he wants to be that way. But you know, you got your father in your life. I think your dad needs to stop being your friend right now and be your dad and just tell you, listen, man, you messing up the money. You can't but be doing this. Is it more mess of the money or jeopardizing his own well-being? Well, y- yes, but he's also messing up. He's also messing up the money. Okay. Right. Yeah. He's I, messing I up. He's, he's messing up because his thing making it to the NBA. Very few people in their life get that opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, getting to the league is an opportunity to set your family up for generational wealth. Why not do what you can to get the most money possible, right, to set your family, you know, you have two daughters, to set your daughters up, you know, for, you know, a life of bliss where, you know, and, you know, for them to learn some business skills and to continue down, you know, for generations to come, right? Mm-hmm. Making it to the league, that, that's generational money, right? That these yeah. th- th- these guys are getting. So you, get, so you got to make better decisions. Agreed. That's why I say, that's why I say his boys, listen, you can love your boys from a distance. You know, your boys still want to do what they do, but you can love them from a distance, but don't jeopardize the bag. That's all. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you. It's I'll, extre- I'll, yeah, it's extremely problematic, I think, and troubling for him to go about, you know, like just those two incidents that we referred to earlier with the alleged assault and the situation in the in the club. He needs, I'm, so I'm telling you, it's important who you keep around you. He needs people in his circle that are going to let him know that his actions are absolutely positively unacceptable. Okay, and if you want to get me out of your circle because I'm telling you the truth, then so be it. You have too many of these guys that have guys who hang on to them and yeah. aren't necessarily adding to their life. They're just simply there to, to take. You need guys who are going to be honest with you. And that's extremely important. It's a problem when you are in a circle with guys that want to be there for a good time. They are not looking out for your, your well-being or they don't have the knowledge to really focus on you know how is this going to affect my my friend who is you know in the public eye a a public figure how is that going to affect his persona and then of course how it affects his family and and affects the people around him so he needs to grow up um he needs to i think it's good that they're taking this time off uh keeping him off the court he needs to really grow like i really mean that grow up like he's this is a father He's a basketball player. He's a face of a franchise. With that, those accolades and with those responsibilities, it calls for you to be a better, a better version of yourself. And right now, John Moran right. is not. Is, is, John Moran's not doing that. Right. Uh, and John Moran, and, has, and, you know, has to do better. Right. And, and and just to add this point, if if you're truly John Moran's friend, when you saw him doing that, you should have intervened. Like, yo, bro, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You mm-hmm. should have been jumping on that. You, they should. His friend, a true friend, would have jumped in that Instagram live. Said, "No, no, 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 don't do that, man. Don't do that." It goes to show mm-hmm. you that that those people around him are there just for a good time. They're not there to truly protect him from himself when he's making bad decisions, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. That means that the cir- mm-hmm. that circle, that circle that you came within the league. Sometimes you sometimes you got to take yourself out that circle. Let that circle. 
do what it does on its own, but you got to love that circle from a distance because someone exactly. should intervene and be like, nah, man, nah, don't do that. Don't jeopardize the bag. Yep. Is that, that's, that's exactly what that is. You need people who are going to look out for your best interest, not for people who are just going to look out for the, for the best way to, you know, enjoy the money that, that you're earning. Okay. Like he's got to do a better job of getting himself around some folks and, you know, one himself making better decisions for himself and two getting, you know, getting that a tighter circle of guys you can trust to have your best interests at heart. So, uh, so, um, we're, we're going to go ahead and proceed with the conversation we planned on having, okay, with uh, our conversations on super teams, okay? So, as uh, many of you guys know, the Brooklyn Nets, one of the super teams this year, or really last year, broke up the super team um, and are now a team kind of middling in the, in the middle of it uh, right now in the Eastern Conference. And Kevin Durant, who was the leader of Brooklyn, you can say what you want about whether or not he was actually someone who led. But uh, Kevin Durant now has formed another super team. Could you say that Phoenix Suns are a super team? Are we, are we calling them a super team? Yeah, they got three all-stars. Yeah. Okay. Call, call them a super team. Uh, and, you know, they are one of the teams out west that have a chance to, you know, get to the NBA Finals. So we want to talk about super teams and talk about how they're constructed, some of the failures, some of the successes, and, you know, just had the kind of that conversation about um, super teams. So first, uh, are we saying a super team is basically a team that has three all-stars? Is that just a simple definition of a super team? Um, I would say three superior all-stars like top level all-stars not because nowadays all-stars are all-stars are guys who you know you look at them you're like you know the all-star game is kind of watered down a little bit okay in terms of top tier talent Mm -hmm. Uh, so so i would say a super team would be three three stars that each have the capability of leading the team at any given night okay so would we say that the Milwaukee Bucks with Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Chris Middleton are a super team? I would say they're a solid team. They're not a super team. Okay. Uh, so that's not and, a super and, team. And, right. And I'm going to tell you why. Chris Middleton, you know, he's a very good defender. He's a very good shooter. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can lead you in some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holiday, Holiday's your defensive anchor. That's what he's known for. He's your defensive yeah. anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, to define a super team, the guys, the guys are the guys are going to need to put put the ball in the basket. Okay, three guys that you know can give you at any given time 25, 30 points. Okay, so they got to be able to give you twenty five points a game at least, minimum. Okay, um, so. Would we say that gold? Well, obviously, then that would eliminate Golden State. Well, Golden State without KD. Okay, like last year's Golden State. Team, yes, you had you had Clay, you had Steph, you had Dre, you had Wiggins. That is, would you consider no. last year's uh, Golden State team a super team? No, no. Okay, they were All a right. very good team. 
All right. The reason now, why, because that team, because that team had a lot of guys who can give you 16, 17 points a game. Okay. Um, they didn't have three think, guys that could give you 25, 25 plus every night. Does it matter how that team is constructed? If it's a draft team that's drafted as opposed to a team that is assembled via trade or free agency, does it matter? If it's, um, does that make it a super team? If, if you drafted three guys and they became stars as opposed to, you know, you picking trades and free agency. That's up for, that's up for corporate debate. Um, corporate debate. You, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Corporate, debate. <laughs> corporate debate. Okay. You know, the definition, the, the definition of super team can vary from person to person. Okay. I feel it's three superstars okay. on a team. Three, I say high caliber stars yeah. that can average 25 points a game on any given night. Okay. Can they average, average 25 a game? Can they average yeah, 25? That's... I mean, can Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson average 25 a game? Not all three of them, no. Okay, not all three. Which one can't? No. Which one can't? Clay, Clay Thompson cannot. Clay, Not right see, now. Thompson's, Clay Thompson's averaging close to 22 a game. He can't, he, he can't get 25. So 25 is a number. So if he had a 24, he's not. <laughs> okay, all right. Not for all me. Right. So that's, not for, that's, not for that's me. A pretty, that's a pretty fine line. 25 <laughs> points a game. Yep, 25, 25, a, game. 25 a night. 25 a night. All right, I got you. I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from here. Clay, uh, you know, and I know Clay is not the same guy he was. Clay is still five years ago. Clay is so dangerous, buddy. Clay is so dangerous. Mm. Clay you is can't so defend dangerous. the same. So okay, so since Clay is not a Wait, member of, we're spending way too much time. We're, we're spending way too much time no, with the definition. No, no, yeah, that's important. We want to because you said right. that that twenty five that he's not. So that would mean by your definition, the KD Warriors. Are not a super team because only because only uh, Steph and KD average can average twenty five. So that team was not a super team. No, no, no that team was a super team. How you said the definition is Clay, three guys? Clay, no, listen, no. I said that they could average at that yeah. time when they got KD. Clay could average twenty five. Oh, what's so he technically he just he technically at that time to, he technically doesn't no, have to. He, he just yeah, he doesn't have, have the ability to right now. He yes, he just he has had the, the ability. ability to. Like if the, okay. uh, yes, like if the other two stars went down, he can give you 25 a night. Easy. Oh, I mean, Clay put up 42 last week. Listen, <laughs> that's just one game. And, it, and then he followed it up with a 17 and a 16, right? Okay, and then come he, on. And then, and then last night, and last night he, he, he dropped 29. So uh, uh, that's uh, interesting. Uh, so, all right. So, nah, nah. Uh, so we, so we considered the Phoenix Suns <laughs> Super Team, even, even though, Chris Paul can average twenty five points a game, not in his current state. No, but Chris Paul can Chris Chris Paul can still lead the team to wins. Oh, okay, so now so now yeah. it changes from twenty five points to leading teams to win. Okay, Bro, we're listen, just, we listen. just want we're spitting. Listen, <laughs> we want you're to... not going to get a clear cut definition. The okay. definition that you that that you need to go by is superstar level players. Okay. Three superstar okay. level players on the. On a team, okay, it's the super team, okay. Perennial so, all stars, <laughs> not perennial, proven okay. all stars, proven all stars, and, and we're talking about the upper echelon. 
So like, not Russell. Like when we went through. So not Russell. No, Westbrook. Not, okay. no, not so Russell the, Westbrook. So the Lakers are not a super team. No, with, with, they were with not Russ, a super team when they had Russ, no. AD, and LeBron. Okay, all right. No, all right, cool. All right, so right that was now, a that was a. So you, you can say that that wasn't an imaginary super team, but that's not a super team. Okay, so obviously right now we have Phoenix as, as a super team. Any other super teams besides Phoenix right now? Any team. A, a, any other teams right now? No. Okay. And then, of course, to, to start last season, um, Brooklyn would be considered a super team with um, when they had Harden, yes. uh, KD. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right. all right. So let's talk a little bit about super teams, all right? And kind of like some of the uh, the super teams that we've you seen. Spent a lot of time. Spent a lot of time on uh, on some nonsense about super teams just now. Okay. I mean, listen. I, I <laughs> our our listeners want clarity. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, we have, um, you know, some in, in recent memory. Okay. You have the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, super team. Would we say that? Yep, that, was, that, that was a okay. super team. Yes. All right. We have obviously the Heatles with Bosch, yep. LeBron, yep. D-Wade. We, we can respect that as yep. a super team. Those three guys were top 15 in the league. Okay. Now they were the top 15 players in the league. Okay. Now here's a, here's a question. This is an interesting uh, argument. Do we, since we consider LeBron, Bosch, and Wade a super team, do we consider LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love a, a super team? I would consider them a super team. Yes. Okay. Because Kevin Love, Kevin Love, Kevin Love was on was on top of his game. Yeah, he was. Uh, Back then, he was a twenty-five, you know, seventeen or well, twenty-five and fifteen per game player from Minnesota when he was traded over to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Okay. And he still and he, and he still could give you a double double. Okay. And stroke that three pointer. Okay. All right. So yeah. So all right. So of the super teams that we talked about, uh let's just kind of break those down. Obviously we had uh the Heatles. Uh would you consider that team a success? That super team, would you consider them a success? If they won three championships, I would have said it's successful. They only won two. It wasn't so they were so they were good but not great. Yeah, they were good but not great. How about the Cleveland the Cleveland squad? Obviously, um, they did win a title, um, beating the Warriors. Good, not great. They were good, not great because they okay. lost to a better super team. Okay, and then obviously the K the KG Paul Pierce Ray Allen squad. Good, they broke great. even. They won one. Yeah, good, not great. They won one, they lost one. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, super teams. Now, we talked about defining super teams. We talked about some recent super teams. In your opinion, best super team you've seen? It was Golden State Warriors. The KD Warriors? With, with KD. And, that won 67 games. And based off of what you uh, kind of witnessed, that team would probably be every, all the other teams we just mentioned. Yes, every team that we mentioned, they would have beaten them. There was so much firepower, it didn't matter, right? Okay. You had Clay Thompson before injury, top defender, elite score. You know, mm-hmm. he's still a good, he, he, he's still a good scorer. He's not, he's not, in my opinion, an elite scorer anymore. People uh-huh. feared him. People feared him when he touched the ball. 
Clay Thompson. Steph Curry was in his yeah, Clay Thompson. Steph Curry mm-hmm. was in his bag. Okay. Steph Curry was in his bag. Steph Curry is still in his bag. But Steph Curry was in his bag. Teams feared him, like watching how teams defended. They didn't mm-hmm. know who to you know, you were just hoping those guys would miss. And then okay. you had KD who didn't need many touches to get 25 points a game. Easy. Okay. Right. Okay. On that roster. That roster yeah. uh, assembled was just a phenomenal roster. To me, that was the best super team that I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I would agree. Recent memory, that's the best super team that um, we've had. They were, it was almost if they were healthy, you weren't you weren't gonna be the only way they lost, obviously, was when KD got hurt and then subsequently Clay Thompson gets hurt in the series against the Raptors and they lose uh the NBA finals in six games. But and they still took them to six games. They still took yeah. them to six games. Yep. Yeah. Um that was a super team. The best one, I think, obviously they really as a whole assembled squad did not lose. And it's very difficult. They to- would have won they and the thing is, they would have won three championships yeah. had the guys not been out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that know, would have been that would have been a success. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been very interesting to see what would have transpired had they not gotten injured. I think we all believe that they all would have won the um, the title against Toronto had they not uh, suffered any, that injury bug. So obviously, that is the best super team that we have seen in most recent memory. Uh, now on the flip side of that, what is the worst super team that we've seen? Worst, worst in my opinion is Brooklyn Nets. Harden, I think, I think because Harden, they had the most, the most Harry, talent. Yeah, listen, they had they had the most talent. That team on paper, when they were assembled together, I I think may have had the potential to possibly eclipse the Golden State Warriors squad because you you had. You had a guy, you had one guy who can give you 50-point triple-doubles on the squad. You had, in my in my opinion, the best magician with the basketball in Kyrie Irving in terms of the handles. And you had, um, you know, you had arguably one of the top three players in the league in Kevin Garnett. I mean, in, in Kevin Durant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the so best literally, li- literally, and, and, and to me, how I would rank a super team is you look at the top 15 players in the league. If that if that if that team has three of them, you're a super team. So that's a new definition. Like, that's not a definition. It's just okay. me just saying it's me, it's, it's me just saying I think Kyrie Irving is a top 15 player in this league when he when his mind is right. The guy can't give you. And when is that? <laughs> it's never right. But, um, you know, when it is right, when he's just playing basketball, when he's available to play for receive and just plays basketball, he's a top 15 player in this league. Okay. Yeah. When he's when his mind is right and he's playing basketball, um, you know, so. I think that team was the worst because the expectations were very high and we never got a chance to see those expectations being met. That's yeah. why I say that they're the worst. Yeah, I would agree they're the worst because they were the most talented. Um, they were one of the best offenses in the history of the NBA. Injuries you know, kind of derailed them that first year, but I think they were just the example 
of what happens when you don't under you don't respect the process of team building. And I I want to take a little caveat because I've been thinking about this for for a little bit, and it shows me to me it kind of really illuminates the difference between LeBron James and Kevin Durant. You look at their two careers. They started out with mid-market teams and could not break through, okay? KD with uh, the, o- the OKC Thunder, LeBron with Cleveland. Um, could not break through. Made, made, made a finals, but could not win the finals. And they had to go somewhere in order to get that winning DNA that they needed in order to become the true champions um, that they knew that they, that they could be. I think LeBron went to Miami to pick up the process of becoming a champion, what a championship team needed to have in order to win. And look what happened. He was able to take that and win championships in Cleveland and win championships in LA with, you know, in, in, in the bubble. Okay. I think KD went to Golden State and then simply became a champion, but did not live, pick up the process that was needed in order to win a championship the leadership that was required the veteran uh contributions that were, that were needed he did not pick up what was needed in order to win a championship i think he simply won a championship but then decided to see if he can do it on you know in his own on his own way lebron obviously was successful picked up the process kd just got the result of being a champion but did not pick up the process and because he refused to pick up the process of winning a championship, you look at his career now. He failed miserably in Brooklyn by hanging, by hanging his hopes with a non-leader in Kyrie. And now he's in a situation in Phoenix where, yes, they're talented. Yes, they are extremely uh, potent. But I think there's probably two or three other teams out West that can beat them when it comes to the playoffs. So. What is your thought on, like, the actual makeup of a super team? If you were creating a super team on your own, okay, what do you think would be the essential components that you would need to have in order to have a really good super team? You said top three top 15 players, three guys that can average 25 a night, three superstar caliber uh, players, perennial all-star type players. What do you feel um, is needed or essential in order to become a really good super team? Um, I would say you got to have very good role players. You need three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. You need some defensive-minded guys. You, you need guys that are able to come in and give you stops. Mm-hmm. Um, the, role, the role players are, are, are very good. And the, the anatomy of a super team you need to take the strengths of your the strengths of your top three players who make up this super team. You need to take their strengths, and everywhere that lacks, you need to fill that in with a role player, a role player that specializes in that particular task. So and specialist, so, and so yeah, so specialist. So when you look at the Golden State Warriors with with, with KD, they had defensive minded players. You had Draymond Green, you know, who's your defensive anchor. You had guys for rebounding. You had guys for for spot-up shooting. You had guys that filled in all the gaps to make that team so potent Mm -hmm. and its ability to 
put the ball in the basket. Um, the issues that I've seen, like you, you could almost say when the Nets had Ben Simmons. Um, unfortunately for Ben Simmons, his mind is not is not on the game. No. Um, but you had Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and Kevin and, and Kevin Durant. Um, in my opinion, with those three players, you should be Asian. able to be a super team. A, 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 and super team and 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 literally to have when you look at the role players they had, they had very good role players mm-hmm. to offset, but it just didn't work. And a lot of and and what I think is the NBA is going to do its best to avoid getting three superstars on a team. I think right now teams are looking to get two and fill them with very good role players and specialists um, to complement the two superstars. I don't think that the, and so, you know, going back to the anatomy of a super team, you got to have specialists that cover the weaknesses of your star players. If your star players are guys that can put the ball in the basket, you need to get a couple of defensive specialists. You need to get a couple of three-point shooters to spread the floor so the offense can flow. Okay. All right. So you need the specialists. Now, does it matter? Obviously, it matters what three stars you put together. Or um, if you put three stars together, does it – I mean, obviously, in Brooklyn, it shows that it matters what kind of stars you put together. Um, so if you are putting together three stars, can do all those three stars have to be great scorers? Can you have one that is a good scorer but a great defender? Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You could have one. You could have one like I look at Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Tony Kukoc. That was a super team. You consider okay. that a super team? Yes, Tony Kukoc was the best European player. Of that time. Okay. Of that time, he was a number one European player. He can score. He can score. And he can and rebound. He can, think and about he can it. score. Right. But, but think about it. Think about when Jordan left, what him and Pippen did. Yeah. They still led the team to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That was a, that that was was a super team. team. Yeah. You will consider, consider the Chicago Bulls. The 72 win Bulls. I can see people saying a super team. Because you had the best player in Jordan, the best all-around defender in Pippen, and probably the best, and, and definitely the best rebounder, and probably right. post defender in Dennis Rodman. Right, that's a super team. They won seventy-two mm-hmm. games. So just so were the who Warriors? Was, who was beating them? Who was beating them? Well, that's different. If you say and, 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 and you and you also have to remember <coughs> back back then the league was different. Offense wasn't as high as it is mm-hmm. now. Yeah, they were a great the game. Has changed. Yeah, that team had that team can and think about it. They had shooters. You had yeah. they had a lot of three point shooting. You had Judd Bushler. You had yeah, Steve you had Kerr. Kerr. You had you guys Kukul. like a, yeah. You think about it. You had Tony Kukoc. So so you had you had three guys who can who can give you points. Tony Kukoc was what seventeen and eight. Yeah, he was in about 17 points a game. Right. And then when Jordan was gone, he went up over 20. Yeah. With him and Pippen, right? And, and the team still won 50-plus games. Yeah. They won 50. Because, 
<laughs> now, yeah, mind you, they, they won had fifty the best, plus games. They had they had one of the probably top five best coaches in the history of the NBA, right? In Phil, in, uh, in Phil Jackson, right. So, despite losing Jordan, they were a bad call away from making it back, making it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Definitely, yeah. Um, they were a bad call yeah. away. They were, and you know, I think what the Knicks ended up going to the finals. That year. Right, right. Yeah. But but think about it. We we forget. We start the super team story with the Boston Celtics, but I'm like, when you go back then, you know, yes, the game was different, but that team was dominant. It was a very dominant that team, team. They think about it. They won 72 games. That's because a dominant they, team. But you had the best score. You had the best score. I don't think winning that many games makes you a super team because that would you consider the 73 win Warriors a super team? Yes. What made them a super team? They had a lot of offense. But they could get they could get points from from, from a lot of different players. But they were some of their bench players teams. Like you had Steph, no, you had Clay, but there was nobody else that was coming close to scoring 20 points a game. Or was it perennial all-star? Right, but you had a lot of guys who could who can give you 15 and 20. So is that a new definition? You had had, had, Two guys listen, that can dominate, listen, and then leave you know, leave the definition part alone. Okay? I want clarity harping, for our listeners. You're not gonna get clarity on what a super team is. Okay. Oh my gosh. Because a super team can be a super team can be constructed many different ways. If Absolutely. you have think about it, that team that won 73 games yep. had multiple guys. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes give you be a starter. And he was a starter for for um, a number of teams. Right. Yeah, who, right. he was a starter for, for Golden State. Right. They gave up a lot to get him. To get Kitty over there. Yes, they gave up a lot After, to get. No, they were ready to get rid of Kitty. Right. Harrison Barnes had one of the worst NBA finals. Um, right. Cleveland basically left him open, and he couldn't make him pay. So. Right. But the thing is, but the thing is, that Golden State Warriors team had a lot of guys who could put the ball in the basket. They had so scoring. They had a lot of guys. Who could, that was a super team. All you right. won. Se- that was a super team. Okay. You want clarity for your fans? Sorry, you're not gonna get it. All right. So winning. So winning a lot of games makes you a super team as well. Now, um, we're talking about the anatomy of a super team, and you know what makes a super team. Uh, you know what makes a super team work. Uh, obviously, it's balance. It's three stars that can dominate. Uh, I would say if I were constructing my own super team right now, if I had Stephen Curry, if I had Clay Thompson, basically, if I put Giannis on the current version of the Warriors, that might be a super team. that. No, well, obviously, but I think that would be a super team that would be would beat the KD Warriors. I think they would beat the KD Warriors. If you if you somehow were able to to clone uh Steph, yeah, and, and put matching that, talent for talent, yes. Yeah, and put that version together, like that would be, I think, in the last 25 or you know, 20 years, uh, you know, give or take, I think that team would probably be as close to unbeatable as you can get. Because of the fact that they would have 
you know, paint dominance and the type of shooting that you simply could not ever be. Uh, I think it's important when you're talking about super team that you consider balance, uh, offensive balance. And I think uh, even though Brooklyn had that balance offensively, it always seemed like a tug of war when Harden would hold the ball and Kyrie Irving would kind of want to hold the ball as well. Those are two guys who are ball centric. They're not necessarily, even though Kyrie has gotten better over his course of his career, as a catch and shoot player, he loves to have the ball and he loves to dribble the ball and display his, his handles. And I think that was one of the things that uh, made it difficult for them after they, you know, lost Harden to really have any kind of a continued success. So uh, obviously Brooklyn is the biggest loser when it comes to a uh, super team. We talked about, you know, what is the anatomy of a super team? Uh, if you can construct your own super team, okay, what three stars do you think? And I mean, I don't know why, you know, because I see you on video, I see your facial expressions. <laughs> uh, what three superstars do you think would con- that you would put together to construct the best super team in the NBA right now? I said, if I had Stephen Curry, if I had uh, Clay Thompson, and I had Giannis. I don't think that team can lose. Okay. Now I know that if you had somebody with Embiid and some other players that you can definitely give them a run for their money, but that team would, to my opinion, would be unbeatable. Okay. Basically because you have had the IQ and the marksmanship that would make it almost impossible to guard that team. On top of the fact that I think they'll play good defense if uh, Giannis is on Golden State because Steve Kerr is a championship-level coach who still to this day has never, ever lost a playoff series in the Western Conference, which is absolutely ridiculous, okay? So um, if you would put three stars together to uh, be an unbeatable super team, what three stars mm-hmm. do you think you would, you, you, you would put together? Me, I would put Joel Embiid at center. Mm-hmm. I would put Jason Tatum. Embiid, Tatum, okay. I'd put Embiid, Tatum, mm-hmm. and at my, and then I put Steph. I can see, I can see that work. It's funny how nobody um, put KD in there. Um... Nope. One one of the one of the best scorers of all time. I mean, I think and the reason think, and the reason really, why and the reason why Katie's that in mind is is one reason and one reason only. Availability is is his health. I don't trust him legs. That is fair. That's fair. I think that that's that's, that's fair. The fact that Kevin Durant injury wise has been you know ever since the Achilles he's missed. Upwards of about 20 plus games per season. And it's extremely difficult to uh, continually, you know, go out there and not necessarily perform. Uh, you know, I think last year and this year, those his injuries kind of derailed in that season. Uh, and they certainly gave, uh, you know, you some kind of doubt as to 
you know, what that team could have done in Brooklyn. Had Kevin, you know, Durant never gotten injured, you it makes you think what would have happened in Brooklyn if he never really got injured. Not, I mean, obviously he missed the first year with Achilles uh, rehab, but had he not gotten injured, you want to know what would have happened? You, you know, what here happened? we go, uh, guys. Before absolutely. you hear this, absolutely, hear absolutely this, nothing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. As a like Knicks I fan, told you, like I told you from the beginning, I told you when this when this experiment happened. He mm-hmm. should have came to New York. Everything would have been okay. No. But because the he Knicks, did not come to New York Knicks. No. That's why the Knicks curse. What you say. The John Starks curse. What John Starks curse? What John, John Starks, Starks curse? curse? Don't worry. In a future episode, I'll explain the John Starks curse. What? But I think he the John was Starks claimed curse the John is, Starks curse. The John Starks curse is on the actual Knicks because they haven't won. Oh, no, no, no. The John Starks curse got on KD. Okay, and, and 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 he was never the same again. And you see, he went to Phoenix. Listen, yeah, they're hot right now. Mm-hmm. They're hot right now. But just wait, what happens? Hey, Chris Paul's gonna get hurt. Chris okay. Paul's gonna get hurt. I I do have a question on a, on a potential super team. Uh, were the Larry Johnson, Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell Knicks was that a super team? <laughs> This guy got jokes. That team went to the finals, but they were not a super team. They were a, dude, they were a, a seed. I mean, they, you know, they were they under they, they were cheap. No, listen, they were a seed who went to the finals. Hey, they had they, a bad back, Larry Johnson. Remember, oh Larry Johnson had, now he has a bad back. Come back. Listen, he had a bad back. He wasn't he wasn't grandmama who was giving you 20 points a game. He became a three-point shooter. Okay. A guy that big became a three-point shooter. Okay. Alan Houston because of the problems he had with his back. Latrell Sprewell Listen, was over I, there. Was it was on the verge of becoming a superstar, Latrell Sprewell. Before he Latrell Sprewell, Latrell Sprewell was a superstar before he before he, he coached PJ Carlissimo. Before which he again only, will never be to, will never be forgotten. Yes. Will never be he, forgotten. Latrell tried to try to kill his coach. All right. Yeah, but the thing was, man, wh- that was a super What could have been with that team? You th- could have done that. You, was you, you throw yeah. in Marcus Canby and Chris Childs. Oh my god, Marcus Canby. Marcus Canby was a defensive. No, listen, those guys were eight seed. How about the Larry lot. Johnson? How about the Larry Johnson, Allen Houston, oh, Patrick boy. Ewing, Patrick Ewing Knicks that lost to the Heat in a seven game series? Uh, listen. That team, that team was old. Hewing was old one of the legs. one of the few super teams that had a Heisman Trophy winner on it, and Charlie Ward. That was not a super team. Oh my gosh! How was that not a super team? They didn't have a lot team. of offense. They had Patrick Ewing, a Hall of Famer, Allen Houston, a that team, that team Larry averaged Johnson. ninety-seven points a game. In in the that 90s, was low. That was this first is, of all. You don't even know the average ninety-seven. That's just a number you just pull yes, out. Yes, did. Okay. Nope. 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 Go look it up. I bet you. I'm a Knicks fan. I know. I bet you that was like the, one of the top five offenses in the league. Nope. Was not during was not. during 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 the nineties. Yes. Nope. Was not. During, okay. All right. If you if you don't want to say, I, th- I think I think that was a hey, super team that run, nobody's. Like, hey, run run TMC. Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond. That was a super team. And they and they never <laughs> they had made no any, And they never made any. Hay. 
Yeah, because back in that day, you needed to play defense in order to be a champion. Putting three right. high-profile scores together was not enough to uh, win a championship back in like the late ni- in, in the nineties. Defense was an essential part of, of the equation, and it's a it's an important part of the equation now, but I think not to the extent that it was back in the nineties. So I think that's a very interesting topic, but um, so we talked about super teams, the, some good ones, some bad ones, obviously some teams that were not considered super teams that we, we may in retrospect consider super teams like those Knicks, those Knicks squads that did not necessarily reach their full potential. No, nope, um, the Knicks squads were not super teams. They were so not super teams at all. Can I don't we know call, why you even brought them up. Can we call Hakeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and Clyde Drexler? That was not a super team. Those guys were way past their prime. Uh, okay, so they got to be in their prime in order to be. Okay, yes. I got you. Yes. I would agree. Yes. I would agree. Yes. If those, if those three guys were in their prime, they would have won multiple championships. How about the Scottie Pippen, Rashid Wallace, Steve Smith, Jermaine O'Neal, nope. Portland, Portland no, Trailblazers? No. Those guys were old. Scotty Pippen was already old. How about remember Scotty Pippen? Scotty Pippen got on that team. He had already won six championships. Okay. Yes, were the he was Shaq, done. He was done. Were the Shaq and Kobe Lakers a super team? They needed that one more person. They were close. They were close, but but they were a dominant team. They won three titles. Okay. But you know huh? what? They did run into they did run into a super team. San Antonio Spurs who beat them multiple times. So you're saying the Spurs with Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan or Super Team? No, I would say the team that had David Robinson, Duncan, and 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 young Parker and Ginobili. That was a super team. Was was Parker on that team? Because that's the team that beat the no, Nets. The first team, the first team was Avery Johnson. Yeah, Avery Johnson. And then the, the Parker version. Uh, Parker, Remember, and the, Rob, wait, and the year after that, yeah, David Robinson wasn't wasn't the same. He wasn't. He wasn't right. the same guy. But still, he it was still he, he was still a dominant defensive force still to the end. He was good. I don't remember yeah. David Robinson being dominant that time. He was good. He was very. He probably could have played another season. But um, defense defensively, he was he he was a yeah, defensive yeah. monster. Uh, how about remember Jason he Kidd? held he held Shaq by himself? How about Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, and the Kevin no, Mutombo? No, oh, no, okay, all right. No, <laughs> I mean, listen, I say, no, I mean, this discussion is over. This discussion is over. Okay, let's end this right. episode. I don't know why we, okay. I don't know why we're still talking about it. <laughs> you know what a super team is? Okay, well, I mean, because yeah. sometimes people say super team. And just because a team does not reach a certain level of success, they won't name them a super team or a flop. Right. Obviously, obviously, Brooklyn is the biggest flop because they had the most potential and, yes. gave, and gave us the, the least in terms of results. Um, so, right. you know, that, like, in my opinion. Like we spent all this time defining a super team. I'm like, you know what the super teams are. No, we, okay. we know because we, we know, a, no, no. a lot of people would not have thought of that Chicago Bulls team as a super team. I would. Yeah, they, they That's kept just beating. Me. I, they kept they kept beating your team, obviously. So no, it no, 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 no. That team won seventy two games, and and I base it on when Jordan left, they were still competing at a high level. 
They lost one of their stars, and they still were competing. At no, 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 you lost the best player in the game. They lost one of their stars. Wow. So not even during that time would you acknowledge MJ as the best player in the game? MJ was the best player in the game. Like, but he come was on. a star. Like, how left. deep How deep yeah. is your hate for that era? If you can't even oh, mention golly. Michael Jordan as the best during the 90s. My goodness. What I Whew. said was Michael Jordan, the one star left, and the two remaining stars still led the team. No, you say they lost the, the best playoffs. player. The best no, player. No. I don't need to say all that. They lost okay. a player. Right. Okay. It, okay. They lost, so, they lost right. a player. Well, all right, all right, all right. We lost. Okay, so we'll end the show, but I just I, I just need you to be honest with me, okay? Does it still hurt? Do, do the late 90s still bring you pain as an ex-fan? No, they don't. So they you're, don't. Over, you're over that completely? Yes, yes, I'm over that completely. I've been over that. Okay, now, last question. Do the Knicks of Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and Josh Hart, is that a super team? Well, say that again? Julius Randle, Josh Hart. Just and- <laughs> I, want, I want you to repeat your your stupidity. Okay, just because my team, just because my team mm. is just it's just beating it's just beating the brakes off everybody right now. Oh, boy, um, no, no, they're not a super team. Oh, yeah, just just keep just just keep winning. Okay, nobody's impressed by the little Nicky Thicky. What are they, eight games now? Yes, eight games. Eight games. Eight games, and you know, listen. You guys played great last night against Miami, but you got to admit that was a lucky shot by Julius Randle. Listen, that a was Julius Randle saying, "That was Julius Randle telling you how hot he was. He was hot like yeah, he was hot like hot sauce. Yep, hot sauce, lucky. All right, but you guys are not wait. lucky for listening to wait, our show. Hold on a second. You wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. But before we close the show, you sound like a hater. No, I'm not a hater, but I mean, I call you it. Sound like a I hater. They're playing well right now, eight in, in a row. I don't buy them as a contender this no, year. No, no, no. They're playing team basketball. Yes, they're playing I think team they're, basketball. They're playing as well as a team. This is the they're best. Well. This is yep. the best they've played as a team in a long time. And I think if you guys played the Cleveland Cavaliers in, in the first round, that would be a very exciting series. Okay. That's a, that'll be a very exciting series and a very interesting series to kind of see um, in the first round. That's where that's, you know, right now with the team saying that would be the first round series um, in the Eastern Conference. I think that'd be very interesting. Neither of those teams are super teams. Would you say Cleveland with a star in Donovan Mitchell, a star in Darius Garland and a budding stars in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley? Or is that a super team? No, not yet. They got to do more. All right, so I think I think this guy right here, this guy right here, it's an interesting conversation about super teams, how we looked at them, how they performed, and how we kind of assess them. Okay, Mm -hmm. and you know we also touched on LeBron and KD and how you know they created super teams, but could you know one was not able to really hone in the ingredients of a super team, the other one I think was able to take that, you know, uh, recipe. So it's, it's interesting, but uh, we definitely see how super teams, uh, have affected, uh, you know, the NBA. Lastly, do you think super teams oh, are dead? I do have one thing I do have. Oh, uh, super teams are dead. I, I believe so. I think right now you're not going to have more than two superstars on a team. Mm-hmm. So I, 
in my opinion, I think they're they're dead in terms of people being traded to them. Now, if a team drafts three guys who become superstars, that's one thing. Um, but I think the the rules after this collective bargaining agreement, the rules are going to change. You're probably not going to have you're going to have at most two really good stars on a team and then really good complimentary players around them. Mm. Um, so, so with that said, um, I, I do want to add one thing. I would, lo- I would love for coach Sidney Carter. Coach oh my Sydney gosh. Carter, oh no, no, no. Who coaches, would you coaches stop? The, the university of Texas? We need to get her in the WNBA. I think, I think it's time for her to move up to the WNBA and coach the WNBA team. That's all I'm going to say. I'm Coach not Sydney Carter. I'm, I'm not going to comment on Sydney Carter. I have Why? no comment. She's a very good coach. Okay, if you, she's a good coach, what is what team does she coach? She coaches the University of Texas. That's incorrect. Vic Schaefer is the coach of, of Texas. That shows you that you 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 read really no, 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 no. She is a Sydney. coach at Texas A and M. Uh, okay. So since you know how good a coach he is, what's Texas A&M's record? You have no idea what their record is because you have. Are no you sh- listen, Sydney Carter? You t- listen. It's the University of Texas. <laughs> no, no, no. That video was from the University of Texas, but that's not where she currently is the coach of. She's a coach. He coaches on the staff of. She's on Texas A&M. Okay, I know you're looking it up right now. Okay. But no, she played for Texas A&M. Okay, look, look, just just go ahead and look her up. As a matter of fact, look. Yes, up her yes, you're, look up, you're right. Look, look you're up right, her Instagram. You're right, you're right. Thank you. So no, 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 I don't need to look up her Instagram. You're right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> she's a coach at Texas A&M, and you have no okay. idea what that team's record is. <laughs> Listen, so tell me, she's a at good this point, coach. <laughs> at, at this point, I don't. I can care less what that record is. Exactly. She needs to be. She needs to be coaching. She needs to be coaching in WNBA. Okay. okay. Awesome. She just needs to be coaching in WNBA. That's all. Awesome. Awesome. I. Uh, awesome. I, I, uh, I. I will. I will stand. Uh, you know, correct in that assessment of who she coaches, and I have no comment on how good a coach she is. Oh God, Leah. Her team is nine and twenty. She needs to. She, she needs to go to WNBA. <laughs> Exactly. She needs to go to WNBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great coach, man. <laughs> Listen, as an as an assistant, something. She needs to go to WNBA. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. So, golly, uh, her team is nine and twenty. I didn't know they were that bad. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Uh, we do a lot of conversation. We talk about a lot of different uh, topics uh, on our Facebook group. Okay, uh, we are on uh, Facebook, hey, Brothers Bowling Sports. We should, we should put a poll. We should put a poll in the Facebook group. Should Cindy Carter move to the WNBA? I don't know who's going to hire her. Okay, um, but I'm telling you, you know, we do a lot of conversations, a lot of you know, cool, good quality conversations on our Facebook group at Brothers Bowling Sports. Uh, also, Gmail, Blood Brothers Bowling, and Gmail. A lot of injuries. Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> and then also hit us up Instagram at Brothers Ballin Podcast. 
guys, listen, super teams may be dead, but superstars are always going to be uh, in the NBA. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how teams construct their rosters going forward in light of what happened in Brooklyn and what's currently happening uh, in Phoenix. Guys, it's going to be a great run. March Madness is around the corner. Uh, by, hey, this time, by this time next week, we'll be looking at who will be potential uh, one seeds. Um, next Sunday is uh, Selection Sunday. So we'll see you know, how the tournament stacks up. But as we always tell you, be a good brother. Be a good sister. Enjoy this basketball, uh, both NBA and college, over these le- next couple months. Peace out. Take care. And and also to close, I, I did want to add something. Um, football f- football offseason is happening. Pay close attention to where the quarterbacks end up. Peace. We love you.